you know, throughout these psalms, there will be uh, reasons why to give praise to the Lord. And also um, the psalmist shows um, how to show his praise too. Uh, let's read uh, Psalm 65 and then we'll go back and, um, and go over it. But um, let's read. It's uh, Psalm 65. It says, To the chief musician, a psalm of David, a song. Praise is awaiting you, O God in Zion, and to you the vow shall be performed. O you who hear prayer, to you all flesh will come. Iniquities prevail against me. As for our transgressions, you will provide atonement for them. Blessed is the man you choose and cause to approach you, that he may dwell in your courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house, of your holy temple. By awesome deeds and righteousness, you will answer us. O God of our salvation, you who are the confidence of all the ends of the earth and of the far-off seas, who establish the mountains by his strength, being clothed with power, you who still the noise of the seas, the noise of their waves, and the tumult of the peoples. They also who dwell in the farthest parts are afraid of your signs. You make the outgoings of the mornings and evening rejoice. You visit the earth and water it. You greatly enrich it. The river of God is full of water. You provide their grain, for so you have prepared it. You water its ridges abundantly. You settle its furrows. You make it soft with showers. You bless its growth. You crown the year with your goodness, and your paths drip with abundance. They drop on the pastures of the wilderness, and the little hills rejoice on every side. The pastures are clothed with flocks. The valleys are all, sorry, the valleys also are covered with grain. They shout for joy. They also sing. Pretty cool psalm, huh? And verses one through three, the, the psalmist. Uh, gives us one characteristic of praise, or better yet, we can how we can express our praise to the Lord. Um, the word in, in verse in verse one, the the word awaiting, or in the King James, it means it, it's translated waiteth. In the Hebrew, it means uh, a stillness, silently, and a quiet trust. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. Me being somewhat of, of a quiet person. Uh, I can I can dig this. Uh, usually, praise is more commonly connected with you know um, with worship or or some other type of verbal expression, um, but not here. Um, being still, waiting for the Lord, being quiet, is an expression of praise. How many times we have wanted to to go before the Lord in our in our plans? You know, I say our plans, but really, whose plans are they? They're His plans, right? They're His plans for our life. Um, how, hard, how hard is it today uh, to just be still and wait uh, for the Lord's voice to say, you know, go ahead. Or, all right, you know, you have the green light. You know, you can do this now. Usually it's like, you know, we're at a stoplight, you know, in, in this Christian life, um, you know, just tapping our feet, looking at our watch um, so impatiently to go forward, you know, with the things we want to do. Uh, God wants to bless us so much in this life. You know, especially um, when we do the things according to his will, you know, his timing. And really, uh, and really, we are the only ones that know whether we're going before the Lord, usually, you know, with our own plans. Um, you know, kind of kind of weird, but, you know, I picture it like this. Um, I hope I explain myself right. You know, I picture it as a, you know, a pair of brackets over our life, you know, one here and one here. And we should be somewhere in the middle. Um you know, everything in those in those two brackets, the Lord has prepared us for. 
or he wants he wants for us you know um everything he has for us is in those brackets you know blessings etc like all those all those things all those things inside those brackets you know everything outside of those brackets is you know to put it plainly uh, disobedience either side of those um you either either are behind those brackets in in complacency or uh or using your time unwisely, you know, in growing with the Lord, or you're, you know, in front of those brackets, um, ahead of the Lord, um, unprepared, uh, not ready for those events, uh, situations in life that the Lord uh, was still preparing you for. Um, being in front of those brackets or, or being behind those brackets, you know, is the same. You know, they're both equally um, unsafe. Um, and equally uh, disobedient, um, but all boils down to this. You know, I know we heard this morning too, and no, no coincidence. It all boils down to our devotional life, whether we're in tune with the Lord, and um, you know, in His marching orders, and we'll, we'll be inside those brackets if we seek Him. You know, um, I know we're, we're safe inside that. Uh, the Lord loves us so much, and even putting those brackets around our lives um, is because He loves us. Simply, I know. I know my my son. Um, Kind of a, a funny example, but kind of the same thing. Um, I know he likes to play baseball a lot, and he can throw the ball pretty good. He can get the hit. He can hit with the bat pretty good in front of me. But you put anybody else in front of him, like uh, like my mom or, or someone else he doesn't know, it's like he doesn't know what that bat's used for uh, or, or what this ball is, you know. But just you know, in a funny um, you know comparison, you know. Um, uh, People have asked me if, I, if I'm, if I'm going to put him in, in T-ball yet or, or anything like that. I know he can do it, but I'm not sure if he's ready for it yet. I'm not sure if he's ready for that type of uh, atmosphere or, or so to say, you know, those brackets of, you know, the T-ball. Kind of the same thing. Um, you know, I know I love my son, but I know the Lord loves us much more, and he wants us to, to be prepared for those things that he puts in front of us, um, anything inside those, those uh, brackets, so to say. Um, Another way to praise the Lord in, in, in that definition um, is being quiet and silent. Um, everyone has an opinion, right? I mean, we all have opinions, me included. Everyone has type, some type of input. And sometimes in our lives, I know especially mine, um, in conversating with the Lord um, and getting, getting marching orders, you know, I'll be like, Lord, well, how about this? Or, or, or wait, Lord, how about this instead of this? Um, like my opinion um, has any weight compared uh, to the lord's i find it so funny but you know i feel so dumb at the same time that sometimes i'll find myself giving suggestions to god uh, and all-knowing god uh, maybe maybe be silent to submitting to the lord's plans and and for take it as it is they're from the lord um you know no question about it admiring god's creation is another expression of, of silent praise uh, do you guys ever have those times when, you know, words can't express what you feel? You know, there's no, there's no words that, that, that come out to where you could um, give any thoughts about what you're feeling. Um, don't have the words to say to the Lord, thank you, or, or to praise him or to give him glory. You know, you might see your family, your family, your wife or your kids and not have the words to, to praise him for what he's done in their lives or anybody else in your life as well, you know. You know, another kind of example, you know, um, I, I help out with the children's ministry. And in Sunday mornings, I, I um, help out when they sign in. You know, I walk them to the back of the room to where they uh, have their worship back there. No one, no one really likes doing that because, you know, 
everyone sees you walking up here and it's kind of embarrassing, so to speak. But I wouldn't trade it, I don't think, anymore. Because, you know, I go, you know, I go back there, you know, I, I come back. And sometimes I don't, I don't look at people. Um, most time I don't. But sometimes I look up and, you know, at that time you guys are worshiping. But sometimes, you know, I, 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 I catch a glimpse of, you know, um, people just, just crying out to the Lord. You know, um, tears flowing down and hands lifted up. And, um, you know, I don't know what they're going through or anything like that. But those times, you know, when you see things like that, you know, well, that I see. But I know there's other, example, other examples, too, where, you, where you're like, Lord, you know, what's going on? You know, what, what, what are you doing here? Or, or help them, you know. But those words don't really flow out too, too easy. Uh, just, just a, a weird example. But this is a cool quote from Matthew Henry. It says, as there are holy groanings, which cannot be uttered, so there are holy adorings, which cannot be uttered. And yet, and yet shall be accepted by him that searches the heart and knows what is the mind, what is in the mind of the spirit. The Lord knows what we're feeling, if we, even if we don't have the words to express those uh, those feelings. You know, he, he searches the heart. You know, praise his name that the vow will be performed, like it says in verse one as well. Uh, the promise that our Lord will receive due praise for his, from his people, um, praising his name, his name that he. The Lord God uh, hears our prayers and how all flesh will come before him. And all our iniquities, all of our transgressions that prevail against him, um, then being higher than, than our heads, he provides atonement for them. Um, he covers them. He takes them away. And what other, thing, what other thing can we praise him for than that? You know, all the things he, he, he covers up in our lives, you know, the sins, the loving atonement for our sins, even our, in our daily Daily, daily failings, um, his unwavering, he is unwavering in, in his atonement for them. Here's some references um, for those verses we kind of read right now. Verses 1 through 3, it says, uh, verses, uh, Psalm 56, 12, it says, Vows made to you are binding upon me. O God, I will render praises to you. Um, Psalm 145, 18, it says, The Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. Isaiah 118, it says, Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. They are, Though they are red as like crimson, they shall be as wool. And also Isaiah 119, it says, If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Now let's read over verses uh, 4 through 8 real quick over again. 4 through 8 of Psalm 65. It says, Blessed is the man you choose and cause to approach you, that he may dwell in your courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house, of your holy temple. By awesome deeds and righteousness, you will answer us. O God of our salvation, you who are the confidence of all the ends of the earth and of the far-off seas, who established the mountains by his strength, being clothed with power, you who still the noise of the seas, the noise of the waves, and the tumult of the peoples, they also who dwell in, your, in the farthest parts are afraid of your signs. You make the outgoings of the mornings and evenings rejoice. We are blessed that we are chosen before the foundations of the world by the Lord God Almighty. We are blessed that we can approach him, blessed that we can dwell in his courts, not in our works or standing or our own standing, but in him, the work of Jesus Christ on the cross and, and simply that. 
that word satisfied in um in verse four always jumps out at me sometimes um is that enough is jesus christ enough um is the Lord Jesus Christ and the work of the cross enough? All of his awesome deeds of righteousness. That word awesome also means a terrible or fearful deeds. Um, when you see the Lord move in, your life, move in your life around you and take control, when you know it's, it's him moving people and bringing people into your path, as we'll see later, uh, providing like no other human being can in this world for us. All of those proofs of him, the Lord um, being all that we need, are we satisfied with him and him only? Is he our confidence? You know, not too long ago, I got that question asked of me. Um, Can you really say that if everyone was taken away from your life, you know, um, wife, kids, uh, so on and so forth, can you honestly say that that the Lord would be enough? And it, it was a serious question. Um, that was directed to me. And, and and what could I say? You know, I said, yes, of course. You know, without a doubt, I think the Lord would be enough for me. If I'm ever tested in that area of the Lord being enough, I pray that I, you know, that you as well. Not that it wouldn't be hard. Not that we wouldn't go through it in tough times in that, in that, um, in that time that we were tested in, but, but that we would stand on that truth, that he would be enough, that we would have that in our hearts, that he is everything that we will ever need and continue serving him. You know, our God is clothed with, with power and majesty, like it says. He established the mountains by his strength. And in comparison, um, our strength is established in him. Our foundation is in his, in his, is in his strength. With his power, we can, we can quiet the noise the noisy waves and the noisy seas and the noisy people in our lives. Isn't there there's so much useless noise today? Uh, so much stuff people want to talk about that is, is of little worth or, or no meaning. But sometimes we make uh, those seas rough on our own. Sometimes we, we make the waves. Sometimes we cause the tumult of the people. Sometimes we do that. But what does God do? It says that he, he stills them all. It also means to soothe. He soothes all the waves we've caused. This reminds me of the story of when Jesus calmed the, the storm. Cool story. Most of you know it, right? Um, it has many applications, but it definitely shows us how the Lord can still the storm. If you guys want to turn there, it's in Matthew 8. Gospel of Matthew chapter 8. Um, chapter 8, verse 23. Just read it real quick and go back. Matthew chapter 8, verse 23 through 27. It says, Now when he got into a boat, his disciples followed him. And suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea, so that the boat was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us. We are perishing. But he said to them, Why are you fearful? O you of little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. So the men marveled, saying, Who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him? Back in Psalm 65, it's, um, notice at the end of, of verse 26, I'm sorry, in, in Matthew, 
in Matthew, sorry, in 8.26, it says, um, notice at the end of the verse of 26, it says that there was not just a calm, but there was a great calm. There was a great calm. How cool is that? Not only that, that he will quiet the seas and the waves and the people, but that there will be a great calm. I think of that sometimes that we need, I, I think that's something we need to hold on to and, you know, not forget that the Lord will fix things. The Lord will quiet the, the circumstances in our life that sometimes we've caused or that are struggling with. If we like his disciples, like in, in verse 25, it says, if we come to him, if we go to him, he will fix it. If we try to fix it or, or go through it ourselves, uh, we will fail and more than likely make it worse. All we have to do is come to him. All we need, all we need to do is go to him. Go to Jesus Christ and there will, will definitely be a great calm. Here's some references. Um, Deuteronomy 10.21. It says, He is our praise. He is your praise and he is your God who has done for you the great and awesome things which your eyes have seen. You know, wrapping up this, this psalm, verses 9 through 13. Um, let me read it. Let's read that real quick again. It says, you visit the earth and water it. In verse 9, Psalm 65, it says, you visit the earth and water it. You greatly enrich it. The river of God is full of water. You provide their grain, for so you have prepared it. You water its ridges abundantly. You settle its furrows. You make it soft with showers. You bless its growth. You crown the year with your goodness, and your paths drip with abundance. They drop on the pastures of the wilderness, and the little hills rejoice on every side. The pastures are clothed with flocks. The valleys are also covered with grain. They shout for joy. They also sing. In verses 9 through 13, the, the psalmist speaks of the Lord's provision in our lives you know, here on earth. But I think it's not just merely a physical provision, but more of a spiritual provision as well. How, how he waters us how he softens us, how he helps us grow. He wants to crown, to encircle our year uh, with goodness. He wants to surround our year with his blessings. In the last two verses in the chapter, two words jump out at me, the word, the word wilderness and the word valleys. A wilderness in Scripture usually, usually means a place of, of desolation, of unhab- uninhabited land. Valleys um, usually speaks of, of a lowland. I know in our walk with the Lord, we can get caught in the wilderness or wander into the wilderness. We can go or be led into those valleys where our relationship with the Lord is at a low point. Uh, but notice what the psalmist says, that the valleys are covered with grain. They're covered with grain, and the wilderness is not forgotten. May we know in those times of, of loneliness, in those times of, of dryness, that the Lord's still provides for us. He hasn't turned a blind eye. He hasn't forgotten us like some maybe the people of the world have. Uh, may we not stop praising the Lord even in those times when we get stuck, you know, focusing on our circumstances. Here's some references. Um, Psalm 25, verse 10. It says, All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth to such as keep His covenant and His testimonies. Psalm 104, verse 24 says, O Lord, how manifold are your works. In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your possessions. We're going to go on to Psalm 66. Uh, Let's read that. 
Psalm 66. It says, To the chief musician a, a song, a psalm. It says, Make a joyful, joyful shout to God all the earth. Sing out the honor of his name. Make his praise glorious. Say to God, How awesome are your works. Through the greatness of your power, your enemies shall submit themselves to you. All the earth shall worship you and sing praises to you. They shall sing praises to your name. Salah. Come and see the works of God. He is awesome in his doing toward the sons of men. He turned the sea into dry land. They went through the river on foot. There we will rejoice in him. He rules by his power forever. His eyes observe the nations. Do not let the rebellious exalt themselves. Salah. Oh, bless our Lord, our God, you peoples, and make the voice of his praise to be heard, who keeps our soul among the living and does not allow our feet to be moved. For you, O God, have tested us. You have refined us as silver is refined. You brought us into the net. You laid affliction on our backs. You have caused men to ride over our heads. We went through the fire. We went through fire and through water. But you brought us out to rich fulfillment. I will go into your house with burnt offerings. I will pay you my vows, which my lips have uttered. And my mouth has spoken when I was in trouble. I will offer you burnt sacrifices of fat animals. With the sweet aroma of rams, I will offer bulls with goats. Selah. Come and hear all you who fear God, and I will declare what he has done for my soul. I cried to him with my mouth, and he was extolled with my tongue. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. But certainly God has heard me. He has, he has attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God who has not turned away my prayer, nor his mercy from me. Another, another good psalm. <laughs> in, in this psalm, if you notice, it's divided into more or less two parts. In, the, in this uh, song, as it's called as well, the first 12 verses, we are more or less giving praise to the Lord you know, as a group. You know, more or less as a group. In the last, in the last verses, 13, 13 through 20, it's more of a personal, individual uh, praising of the Lord. And, you know, the words I and me uh, kind of give, give it away in the last verses. It's cool how the Lord has made us so different, right? You look around the room right now, we're all pretty different. Not so much on the outside, but also on the inside. You know, physically, emotionally, in many ways, so different. It's awesome how the Lord um, provides the different ways or different types of praising Him as well. In the first psalm, in Psalm 65, you know, there was a silent praise, you know, a stillness praise. But in this psalm, you know, he wants you to let it out. He wants, he wants it to be heard for those of, those of you who are outspoken ones. Uh, for those people who like to lift up their voices and make some noise, some noise as, as it's translated. Here, here he provides it for you. In the King James Version, the shout is translated to noise. Um, so if you ever want to make some noise, you know, here's your, your segue. But understand, it can't be noise in and of itself. It says a joyful noise, a noise that gives praise to a God that, ex that, that expresses reverence with dignity to a God of splendor. Uh, so it can be a worthless noise. It, it has to be directed totally from the heart to a God that's worthy of praise. In verse 2, it says, In honor, sing to him and to make his praise glorious. It's powerful in verse 3 and 4 where the psalmist says that uh, through the awesome works, through his, his fearful works, P 
people will then submit themselves to the Lord. It's it's somewhat scary that the Lord has to do some of these things, do some of these works in, in order to get people's attention, especially, you know, his enemies or people who don't, don't uh, serve him, how they will need to, to see proof of his power, uh, that he is worthy of their worship and praise. But it's going to have to be through the Lord's works. They will have to see, you know, like, like doubting Thomas, who had to see the Lord in front of him directly in order to believe that, you know, he had risen. If you guys want to turn there, it's in the um, it's in John chapter twenty, Gospel of John, chapter twenty, chapter twenty, verse twenty-five. We'll just read that. There you guys can see. John chapter twenty, verse twenty-five. It says, "The other other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord.'" So he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Then he said to Thomas, Reach your finger here and look at my... I'm sorry, verse 27. We skip down a little bit. It says, Then he said to Thomas, Reach your finger here and look at my hands and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. And Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. The Lord, the Lord's enemies, the unbelievers, will, will have to see in order to believe. Kind of like the, the strange truth there. Um, but in the end, they shall give praise as we all know. Here's some references. Um, Isaiah chapter 2, verse 19. It says, They shall go into the holes of the rocks and into the caves of the earth from the terror of the Lord and the glory of His majesty when He arises to shake the earth mightily. Malachi 1.11 says, For from the rising of the sun, even to its going down, my name shall be great among the Gentiles. In every place incense shall be offered to my name, a pure offering. For my name shall be great among the nations, says the Lord of hosts. In verses 5 through 12, it says, you know, come and see the works of God. In verse 5, not only is he awesome, not only in his creation is he awesome, but he is awesome in his doings towards who? Towards us, right? Towards the sons of men. His doings are terrible, fearful as we've gone over. Uh, those two references in, in, in verse 6 are familiar to, to most of us. Uh, but if you're not, they both are events that, uh, that the Lord stretched out his hand you know, for the, the, um, the, the people of Israel, the Israelites. Once in Exodus, Exodus 14, verse 21, it says, Where the Lord parted the Red Sea when the Israelites um, were fleeing from the Egyptians. It says that after the Lord brought the waters back together and that no not so much as one of them remained. And the other in Joshua chapter 3, when the Lord parted the Jordan River in order that they would they could travel to the other side. Um, but this time there was no army chasing them. Um, the Lord was guiding them uh, in a certain direction, but they were uncertain of their leader, Joshua. It says that in, ver- in verse 7 of Joshua chapter, or chapter 3, uh, that the Lord said to Joshua, you know, the day... 
this day I will begin to exalt you in the sight of the of all Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. And these were two events um, in the Israelites traveling that they could see, you know, without a doubt, that the Lord was moving, that the Lord was working. They as a nation could say to people, come and see what the Lord has done. You know, I hope that uh, we as his people as well can see the Lord moving in our lives and, and the working in our lives as well. To be able to say, come and see to, to unbelievers or even to believers too. Look at what the Lord has done. You know, look at his awesome works that he has um, done by his great, great power. How he will rule by his power forever. You know, he sees, he observes the nations and and not and let not a rebellious nation or people come against uh, a holy God. In verse 8, again says to let the praises of our God be heard. Uh, he is the keeper of our soul in this life and does not, does not allow our feet uh, to be moved. Or uh, as another translation puts it, he keeps our feet from stumbling. All right, when I read that verse, I was um, kind of like, what? You know, I stumble all the time. You know, what, what's up with that? <laughs> you know, I mess up all the time. How come this verse doesn't, um, doesn't seem true to me? You know, first of all, you know, as we all know, it's definitely true. Definitely true. But the, the fact of the matter is when I mess up, um, it's my fault every time. And, you know, my, la- my lack of staying in tune with God, my lack of devotion to God, it's all my fault. If I, you know, if, if we stay close to the Lord, if, if we, you know, um, keep those lines of communication open all the time, if we totally depend on Him and obey Him, the Lord will not allow us to stumble. If, if we're with Him. In verses 10 through 12, um, I'm going to go over uh, some things here. Um, is God testing you today? Are we going? Are you going through a trial right now? Is, is, are things going crazy, crazy in your life? Is there something going on in your life right now that you don't know why it's happening or where it's coming from? If there is, you know, the Lord, the Lord is testing us, or me, or you. The Lord is always, um, always molding and shaping us into, you know, His image. He's always refining us. If we are willing, if we are willing totally, if our eyes are open, if our hearts are open as well, are we aware of those moments or times of testing that the Lord wants to show us something? Or is He, or is he preparing us for something in the future? Are we, are we conscious of that? That everything going on in our lives, all those, those hard times, it's, it's Him either trying to show us something or prepare us for something. All the people that are trying to, to hold us down, the pressures from other people, People coming against us, the fire that we are going through, the water we are trying to cross. There is a promise a promise in verse 12, the word, anyone know it? The word, which word is it? It's in verse 12, the word through, right? We will get through. He will get us through those times of difficulty, not only through, but as it says, but out to rich fulfillment. Through to rich fulfillment. You guys excited? <laughs> maybe not about the trials, right? But maybe just the end result. The rich fulfillment, probably the most excited. I definitely am. 
Uh, here's some uh, references. In Deuteronomy 8, 2, it says, And you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and test you, to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. There's another one, Deuteronomy 13, verse 3. It says, You shall not listen to the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams. For the Lord your God is testing you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all of your soul. Verses 13 through 20 in um, Psalm 66. Um, this is where the psalm kind of changes from a group type of praise to an individual, um, I, me, praise or devotion. Any promises that you make, um, vows you make to the Lord in, in those times of trouble, you know, make sure we, we make sure we keep them. Like it says in um, in verse 13, any words that your mouth has uttered to the Lord in those times of trouble, make sure you honor them. You know, if we can't keep our vows to our maker, you know, who can we keep them with? A Lord that loves us, you know, um, it is better not to make any vows at all than to make vows and, and not to keep them. I've heard that somewhere. I'm not sure if I was copying some, but I've heard that before. Um, you know how some, how sometimes we get stuck, you know, in those in those trials or, or times of trouble where where we kind of say things, you know, flippantly to the Lord. You know, you know, I won't do this anymore, Lord. Why see this now? I won't do that anymore. Um, we should really take into uh, account what we say to the Lord and, and strive to keep them. In verse sixteen. And now instead of come and see, like in verse uh, verse 5, come and see. Now it's come and hear. Come and hear what the Lord has done for my soul. I cried to him and with my tongue. My tongue, he was extolled. Extolled or, or lifted up. Verse 18, let's read verse 18. Kind of a very important uh, important verse. It says, if I regard iniquity in, my, iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. This is a tough verse. But a very, um, it's true. If we are, are, are dancing with sin, um, if sin is, is a partner in our lives, if sin is welcome in our thoughts, if, if sin has a, has a welcome at, you know, into these eyes, the Lord will not hear our prayers. How heavy is that? The Lord, the Lord loves us so much, but a holy God cannot compromise in hearing prayers from from an unrepentant heart. You know, the, the fact is true. We are all, all sinners. It's not if we sin, but if we regard it. If sin is there with us, dwelling with us, comfortably, then the Lord will not hear. He will not hear. But there's a reason why He will not hear. It's so we can examine ourselves to see why our prayers are, are hitting the roof or, or not being answered. It's simply for that, and the Lord and the Lord uh, willingly, um, and Lord willing, we will get rid of that sin in our lives that separates us from it, from fellowship, from the Lord. And if we do that, in, in the last verses in this psalm, it says that you know He will hear, He will hear. He has listened to my voice and has not turned away my or our prayers. 
Isaiah verse one isn't a reference. Isaiah verse one or chapter one verse fifteen it says, When you spread out your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Even though you make many prayers, I will not hear. John chapter nine verse thirty one. It says, Now we know that God does not hear sinners, but if we but if anyone is a worshipper of God and does his will, he hears him. All right, guys, we'll finish up with Psalm 67. It's a short one, so we'll, uh, let's read that. Psalm 67. It says, To the chief musician on string instruments, a psalm, a song. God be merciful to us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us. Salah. That your way may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Oh, let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you shall judge the people righteously and govern the nations on earth. Selah. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Then the earth shall yield her increase. God, our own God, shall bless us. God shall bless us. And all the ends of the earth shall fear him. This psalm starts out with the... um, the psalmist asking for mercy and for blessings. God be merciful to us and bless us. We had two. We too at times uh, in our prayers ask for mercy and blessing. Anybody ask for that mercy and blessings? Mercy and blessings all the time, right? <laughs> but why do we ask those things? Ask for those things. The psalmist here, um, his reasoning behind asking for blessings and mercy is to be a witness. It says in, in verse uh, verse 2, everything that we have in this life as believers should be acknowledged to the Lord. In verse 2 it says, that your way may be known on earth and your salvation among the nations. The Lord should get all the credit in order to be, for us to be a witness. In, our, in the mercy He has given us, in the blessings He has given us, we should point to the Lord. Uh, that the blessings, the mercy is from the Lord to show them how good our God is. And put our desire, and put a desire in their hearts to serve Him as well. You know, if all we talk about the Lord, if all we talk about is the Lord, uh, there, there will eventually be be an influence on their lives. If we constantly, you know, all the things that we have, it's from the Lord. It's from the Lord. Uh, the mercy that we have, it's from the Lord. You know, they they will eventually, you know, Lord willing, you know, want that and desire that. You know, they want to serve Him as well. In verse 4, we all know that, that the God we serve is a righteous judge. He's a righteous judge. Who else would we want in charge of that than the loving God that we serve? He will judge righteously you know, all the people of the land. And in verse 6, um, this earth will yield her, yield her increase. When? When will the earth yield its increase? It says, when all the people praise him. And he is feared. Oh, when all the peoples praise him and he is feared. These are all um, great psalms, but mostly have the, the, the general theme, praise. Praise uh, praising the Lord. Totally different, rate, uh, different ways to praise him, you know, silently uh, waiting, you know, in his will. You know, praising him with, with some noise, uh, letting people know about it. 
being satisfied with him and him alone. He has blessed us so much. May we give him, you know, all the deserving praise that he needs. Amen. All right, let's pray, guys. Lord, we come before you. We thank you, Lord, for this time, Lord, and just um, these three psalms we went over, Lord, just um, giving all praise, Lord. May we be just conscious, Lord, of the things you're doing in our life, Lord, the things you've done, Lord. Um, May we say, Lord, come in here, come and see what you have done to people who, who don't know you, Lord, who should know you, Lord, who should give their lives to you, Lord. May we go away here, Lord, praising your name, Lord, praising your name, Lord, and and just the way you showed us to praise, Lord, individually, Lord, or as a congregation, Lord, as we sing, Lord, as we gather together, Lord. Um, may we may that be on our lips, Lord, just praise. We thank you so much, Lord, for what you've done, Lord, and are going to do, to do in our lives, Lord. Praying for all my brothers and sisters here, Lord, the things they're going through. Praying that they know, Lord, that you will get them through, Lord. Through the fire, Lord, through the water, Lord. Into rich fulfillment, Lord. I thank you so much, Lord. Praying you before us, Lord, on the rest of this week, Lord, as we leave. We thank you, Lord, for this day. And um, we love you so much, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.